You written that little book? You written that little book? Come on, write that little book. I want to read it. I give you a fucking book, and you're like, I don't care. For the thousands in attendance and the millions listening around the world, welcome to Comical Podcast Championships, episode 107. Fighting out of the blue corner, Justin the Tortilla Man Corbett. And fighting out of the red corner, known as Mr. Machievous, Miguel Don't Get Snappy Garza. What up, brother? Not much, man. How you doing? I'm pretty good. We gonna duke it out now? Or what? Ching. <laughs> <laughs> low blow, low blow, body blow, body blow. Did you say Lobo? <laughs> no. <laughs> we put it. We put a ching in there. <laughs> oh man. Sorry, man. I had a little bit of the UFC in me here today. That's okay. You came in here all aggressive, so uh, it worked out pretty good. Can't say it like that. Come in here all aggressive. We won't really think bad things. <laughs> <laughs> I came in here pumped up anthem ready to go did you not see my tweet earlier well you were listening to all that that hardcore music so that's what it was yeah, yeah. you know you get, get get pretty rough when you listen to stuff like uh Cher lloyd and taylor swift coming in here i understand i, I don't know who those are <laughs> female singers <laughs> oh, okay come on <laughs> what do you think i'd be listening to uh mariachi music <laughs> wow it's not even whatever it's not even time yet and the race bombs have started of course <laughs> Considering you're a tortilla, man, so you're Mexican. Hello. Oh, I love mariachi music. I thought that's what you meant. No. Okay. I don't even have, I don't even own a Latino tape, cassette, DVD, whatever you want to call it. I'm glad you continued. I thought you started out with, I don't even own a Latino. I was like, well, All right. Well, let's move on to our normal discussion because we got a lot to go over today. All righty. Let's talk some comics. Okay. What were your top two this week? Number two was going to be Amazing Spider-Man Silk Number 1 by Robbie Thompson and Jeffo. I actually did not read this one. Uh, it's one of the few that I didn't get to this week. It was fun. It was uh, just Spider-Man you know, hanging out with Silk, and Silk you know, has gone undercover for Black Cat, and so she has to make it look real. So she asked Spider-Man, hey, we got to fight. I need you to fake fight me. And anytime Spider-Man would say anything, she'd make fun of him. Like Spider-Man goes like, okay, you're not going to get away with this, you thug. And she's like, what's with the... What's with the monologue? There's not going to be any no, no voice here. It's like, oh, okay. And they start talking. And he shoots her with the webs, so and she doesn't come down. He's like, that should have brought you down. He goes, oh, I've gotten stronger. Said, what? You've been practicing? She's like, it helps. <laughs> so you find out she's gotten stronger. Her spider sense is more. And Spider-Man like, my spider sense is tingling. She's like, what? Don't say that ever again. He's like, okay, fine. It's vibrating. She goes, you tend to make things worse. Did they get rid of the uh, whole every time those two are around each other, they can't help but make out kind of thing? Yeah, they didn't make out this entire time. There was no making out. Was there, was there even any reference to that? No, none, of, none of that. When Silk first met Peter Parker, they couldn't keep their hands off of each other. Like they were destined to be lovers. And, and yes, none of that. None of that's going on. Huh. They're just kind of fight fighting. Just or kind of forgot about that. Just kind of. Throw yeah, away they're kind of like they're kind of like jabbing and joking at each other, and uh, you can kind of tell they still have chemistry together. But there's none of that. Oh, let's go hump right now. <laughs> but uh, it winds up this bad guy. He's a dinosaur. Okay. And he's traveling in time. And so he tries to go back in time and they try to stop him. And they all wind up going back in time. And you see Silk and Spider Man arguing through the time waves. And, and they're showing like past covers of Spider Man. And Spider Man's like, don't touch anything wherever we wind up. She goes, I know the butterfly flick. Everybody knows the butterfly flick. <laughs> and so they're arguing the whole way. And they wind up 
And then you find out that the dinosaur guy who has a funny name is actually trying to do something to help. And they didn't realize that. So it ends up with them going back into time or going forward. You really don't know yet. But I don't want to spoil it, but Hydra is there. Cool. Uh, it's really cool. It's, it's, it's a fun book. It's just fun to see them interact and not have to want to hump each other every five seconds. That sounds pretty interesting. I enjoy it. I, I'm a Spider-Man guy. You know this. I like Silk here. She's better than what she was before. You know how they took her and they messed her up. She's kind of back to herself again a little bit. She's joking like Peter as well, too. So it's, it's pretty cool. I'll have to read it. Mm-hmm. What was your number two? My number two is actually Uncanny and Humans number four from uh, Charles Soule and Steve McNiven. Did you read that one? Yes. You did? No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, if you haven't been reading Uncanny and Humans, um, in the first issue, Black Bolt ended up giving his son to Kang, a uh, son named Uhura. Yeah, I remember he was, this. He was like a cocooned inhuman at that time. And Kang took him back in time to the first civilization of inhumans and gave him to them to train. And then he was going to come back and re- reclaim him later and use his powers for his own advantage. You know, his own advancement or whatever. Of course. So Black Bolt leads a crusade to try to reclaim his son once the, all the stuff with Secret Wars is kind of resolved. And, you know, brings a bunch of other humans behind him, brings a human torch with him. And they go back and have a big knockdown drag out fight with Kang. And Kang whoops their ass. Now, how come nobody's called Black Bolt out on his Indian giver? He's Indian <laughs> given, man. Uh, it kind of gets brought up, but... Uh, you know, he's Black Bolt. He doesn't give a shit. He's above those things. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, in this issue, we find out that the first fight with Kang was actually planned by Black Bolt. He went back there with the full intention of losing so that Kang wouldn't be expecting a second attack in the same place. And they came back in time again to the same place and managed to uh, reclaim Ahura. And they meet him before he's grown up. They meet him before he's been influenced by Kang. I mean, he knows the deal that was made, but he still loves and respects his parents, so he goes with them. And Kang tries to intervene and say, you're my property, you're not going with him and everything. And he uses his powers on Kang, which is the first time we've really seen that happen. And Kang gets thoroughly and utterly defeated. It's pretty friggin' awesome. Like, Ahura's uh, ability is that he can basically make images of himself that can go out there and possess other people, and he can control them and give them commands that they have to follow. Nice. So he sends an image into Kang and tells Kang that if he ever thinks about coming after the Inhumans again, his family, him, anything, he should kill himself before he does. And then the Inhumans walk away and go through their time portal and go back to the real world. And Kang can't do shit about him. Wow. Uh, that's, that's the most devastating defeat I think I've ever seen Kang get. Yeah. Man. <laughs> you know what, though? I would have been like the kid and be like, hey, man, you got rid of me. I know. I'm staying with Kang. Yeah, but uh, from his perspective, he was only there long enough to basically get de-cocooned. He came out of the cocoon. Oh, true. He, he realized he was there, and then his parents showed right back up to get him. And Black Bolt you know, was basically like, you know, we had to send you away to save you from the other stuff, and then we came back right back to get you. So... I mean, only minutes, maybe hours had passed since that happened. Got it. So your pregnant wife goes to the fire department, has a kid on the front porch of the fire department, walks away and comes back. Oh, I, I just left him for a few seconds. That's what you're telling me. <laughs> kind of. I just dropped the kid and I'm coming back. I changed my mind. I want him. It, it's, more, it's more like um, the pregnant wife's house catches on fire and they don't know where they're going to live for the next two days. So you leave the baby with the cousin but there's not enough room for you at the house. And then two days later, you, you found housing, and you go back and get the baby. Oh, okay. That's more like what it's like. Oh, but then the cousin is really not a good person. Why is selling the baby away to somebody else? And then, yeah, like that? <laughs> well, I mean, we could take this hypothetical story the way you want to. But <laughs> Jeez. The, the main thing was that King got thoroughly defeated, and I thought that was pretty awesome. I understand that. That's terrible. <laughs> so that was my number two. What was your number one? My number one was Deadpool number six by Jerry Dugan and Scott Koblish. That's actually my pick of the week. 
Love this book. Uh, I'm really, really a fan of what they're doing. Uh, so this is the story of Deadpool 2099. Yeah. Who is, as you find out later in the story, the daughter of Deadpool and Shikla. And she looks kind of like a, a weird hybrid of the two of them. Like, she's all fucked up looking, but she looks like a monster, too. And she wears, of course, all the cybernetic tech kind of armor from that era. And uh, she's sort of a vigilante, sort of like Batman. Um, not a mercenary, per se, but she has people that follow her that are the Bobs. That's right. Which team of Bobs. That was <laughs> I thought great. that was hilarious. All of her henchmen are Bobs. I loved it. And uh, they go out there and you know, fight other bad guys and take a little bit for themselves. And come to find out, Deadpool from our era is still alive. He's an old man who's been uh, chained to this chair and forced to watch bad TV for 100 C-span. years. C-SPAN. Yeah. So, I mean, he's lost his mind completely. He doesn't remember where he is half the time. The rest of the time, he's just annoyed that what's going on in politics. <laughs> and uh, she's on a quest to find Shikla because apparently Deadpool and her had some kind of falling out. And you could see a little bit of, like, some kind of big battle going on yeah. between them. But um, it's such an interesting direction to take. At first, I was like, oh, man, come on, another female Deadpool like, I was annoyed when I first opened the book. And then the further I read, I was like, okay. And okay. the team of Bob sucked you in even more. And, and then, then you're the like, Bob, Bob sucked me in. And then I found out that, you know, the female Deadpool is actually Deadpool's daughter. I liked that. I liked that she was Shikla and Deadpool's uh, offspring. I just, I, I thought it was fantastic by the time I got to the end. They completely made me love this character. Of course, I liked the part. Deadpool can't remember anything, but he remembers Ellie. Yeah. And he screams her name. So I'm curious. And he forgets because C-SPAN comes back on. Well, they, they made a comment about Ellie dying. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know how that's going to happen, but I can only imagine how devastating that's going to be for Deadpool. Probably why he wound up the way he is now. Probably so. But it's really good. Team of Bobs! <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was awesome. Cool. So what was your number one? Uh, my number one was actually Star Wars number 15 from Jason Aaron and Mike Mayhew. Ah. Did you read yes. that one? Yes. Okay, so this is all about Obi-Wan watching over Luke as he's growing up on Tatooine. And you know Luke is talking... Remember how he used to talk about how he uh, would... Bullseye uh, Womp Rats and his T-16 back home and all that shit. Yeah. So, like, he's actually shown doing some of those things, like racing his uh, spaceship all around the canyons and whatnot. And Obi-Wan's watching him, and when his ship breaks, Obi-Wan keeps supplying him with parts. They just sort of mysteriously show up, and and he's like, wow, these Jawas are getting real nice. They're giving me free shit. (laughs) And Uncle Ben's like, "Uh, don't take that. Leave it here. Yeah. And uh, he takes it anyways. And, of course, Uncle Ben knows what's going on. He knows that Obi-Wan's interfering, and he goes to confront him. And the two of them have it out. Uh, in, in Obi-Wan's little hut and he's like you obviously did a great job with Anakin I'm not going to let you mess up this boy too <laughs> yeah you've killed enough Skywalkers yeah, don't you've you killed think? enough Skywalkers don't you think now seriously Obi-Wan could like just and it's over but he's a Jedi he would never do that I, psh, psh, talking too much shit man <laughs> it's over that's not the Jedi way nick him it's not the Jedi way scare him that's not the Jedi way it's time to go to Hogwarts <laughs> he, he, only, he only scares sand people sand people <laughs> I thought that was kind of interesting too because remember yeah. in the the first movie when he meets Luke how easily he frightens him away yeah um, it's the, the the second story in the Star Wars book is him learning how to scare the sand people because some of his techniques don't work all that well yeah uh, I just thought it was a, a lot of things that are small pieces of the original New Hope movie getting explored a lot more yeah, and I just thought it was it was great. It was great. I loved it. Loved the drawing. Thong's amazing. You know, it it was great. I love Star Wars. You can't get enough. We still got that Star Wars fever. Uh, yeah, I got the bug bad. I, I can't get enough. <laughs> and I thought it was cool. Uh, we're starting to see Jabba inter- interact with more of the bounty hunters too. Oh, oh, oh. So uh, the last couple of pages, you can see one of the bounty hunters that's kind of been a foe in some of the issues. Yeah, and how he interacts with Jabba and what his like original big mission was. Still a good job, and I get sick. 
<laughs> just sickly looking. You don't like space slugs? Oh, ugh. looks you, like a big piece of shit. <laughs> you sluggist. Nice. <laughs> Damn right I am. <laughs> no, nah, but it was really, really good. Yes, it was. So what was your pick of the week? Pick of the week, Captain Marvel number one. And I know that shocks you because you know wow. I'm not a Captain Marvel person. I loved it, but it, it wasn't good enough for my top three. Uh, Michelle Freeze and Tara Butters were both worked on it together. And Chris and Kawa, and Kawa I guess, is the one who did the uh, the colors or the art or whatever. Uh, yeah, because Michelle and Tara wrote it together. I loved it. It was cool. It was a cool take on um, Captain Marvel. And, you know, she's out there in space. She took the job. She runs into Puck, which everybody loves Puck. Well, it's all of Alpha Flight. Uh-huh. Alpha and, Flight is now on the space station working for S.H.I.E.L.D. or, or S.W.O.R.D., I guess. Yeah. And you see Raccoon... Uh, I was going to say Raccoon Genitals. You see, <laughs> you see Raccoon Genitals. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> Rocket's there, you know. Hey, we're just here picking up some supplies. And she means, you mean stealing. <laughs> yeah. And, of course, she has to take on a, a situation that happens, and she defeats it, and... You know, her and Alpha Flight, it's pretty cool. And she's like, you got a desk job. Like, no, no. <laughs> you know, Rocky's like, you got a desk job. <laughs> yeah. She, she does, it's, it's the whole internal conflict between being in a diplomatic leadership position and being Captain Marvel and wanting to get out there and kick ass. That's what she's going to do. She's going to kick ass. I think it's going to be both. And I think it's going to be kind of like the Star-Lord thing where he's having to step up and do stuff that a kingdom demands, just like she's going to have to step up and do what her team demands. But at the same time, she's got to be out there and doing her own thing, too, because she's not the kind of character that can really just sit behind a desk. That's true. And like I said, I've never really liked this this particular individual. Uh, but the last time we saw her, when she was with the cats and she intermixed with the Guardians of the Galaxy, I was like, oh, wow, this is really – I'm really kind of liking her a little bit. So I, I was I, I was so intrigued to read this book, and it was funny. She goes, man, she don't really like me. <laughs> oh, he likes me. <laughs> and she's working out with Puck, and you know, and but the ending, you know – it's, it's a little weird. Something's going to happen there. So I'm just, I can't wait to read the second one. That's why it was my pick of the week. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you. I mean, there was a lot of books, a lot of really good books. It's just, I guess this week for me, it's all about uh, happy feel books. Sure. I don't know how that happened. <laughs> <laughs> Especially not the way you came in here. I know, right? I'll have a special for somebody next week. <laughs> no, I, I love Captain Marvel. I've always been a big fan, and I, I'm loving the new direction the take, character's taking. Uh, I, I feel like this is an interesting thing for her, something we haven't really seen her do before. So... Uh, I'm I'm really on board with it. I'm I'm looking forward to reading more diversity. That's what's on this show. Diversity, yeah, absolutely. It's starting to change. Yeah, it's not that time of the year. <laughs> I still there, got the, there's a time of year for change. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, the autumn autumn of Miguel. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, you're all about telling the truth. 2016 is about me finding my soft side, and then next week finding my hate side. So uh, you're gonna play with yourself and then take a shit? What? what? <laughs> no, I'm not on break. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's it for comics. Okay. Let's move on. I uh, do want to remind everybody there are some ways you can support the show. Number one is by going to our Patreon, where we have several different levels of ways you can sponsor us. Donate as little as a dollar all the way up until any amount you feel like. You know, hundreds of thousands of dollars. If Whoa. You I mean, we, we won't say no. <laughs> Man, can we get a rich guy? That would be nice if some rich guy started listening to the show. <laughs> a rich lady? Here's $100,000. Whoa! Uh, we do have some great rewards, and uh, I think most of the first batch have already been sent out. Uh, we still need to make a message for Dave the Nerd, who uh, Dave's Nerd Compendium, he, he donated to us. You know what you should do? I got a thing. You should add like uh, another spot on there for like $100. If you donate $100, you and I will go to your, their location and do a live show from their spot. Like if what it's if they common- live in Venezuela or something? Okay, it has to be in the continental <laughs> U.S., okay? Uh Within driving distance. Within <laughs> no, driving okay. distance. No, okay, yeah. fine. No, no. Surrounding states. Now, don't you think it'd be kind of cool if we offered that up? And like, let's say we'll just throw this. I'll just throw this out. Let's say Black Force Comics goes, hey, you know, they've already donated plenty to us now, but they're like, hey, I got a chance to get these these retards in my sh- in my shop. We'll build a whole little thing around it, and 
Boom. There we go. No, we, we will already travel to see people we like. So yeah, no, that's true. We, so we don't need our friends to pay for us to <laughs> Okay, fine. $100 for nude selfies. There you go. Happy? I mean, we can... <laughs> no. <laughs> we can certainly put a $100 level, but we have to come up with a much better giveaway than what we have now. What would, we, what would you do for 100 bucks? I mean, if we did like a $100 level, maybe people could get an early, early access to my comic book. Maybe? Something like that? Okay. See, what's always got to be about you? Well, I mean, that's something we have that... I don't have it. ...that nobody else has. I never touched it. <laughs> you have a copy. I said, I let you read it. I didn't open it yet. Of course not. I gave it to you a week ago. You're like, I don't care about my friend's comic. I'm not going to read it. <laughs> I want to get sued. You're in that little book? You're in that little book? Come on, write that little book. I want to read it. I give you a fucking book, and you're like, I don't care. <laughs> I had more important books to read. Okay. War and Peace and stuff, you know? Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm going to open it. That's not the finished copy. I want... No, the finished final draft. The finished final draft of the the first uh, issue is ready. Okay, when's it coming? It's ready. Did you send it to me? Yeah. All right then, I'll read it. Okay, then. <laughs> get off my back, damn it! All right. <laughs> so you wrote the little book, huh? So, anyways, Patreon.com. <laughs> <laughs> you had to have George help you. Well, it was it was actually George's idea, but he and I have written it together. And All right. I, it's I'm, I'm I feel really confident saying that it's pretty funny. Um, it's a horror comedy. We've worked really hard on it, and. From the little bit you've told me and the stuff I've mentioned to you and stuff, I, I thought it was pretty good. I can't wait to read it. I really do think it's going to be really good. We are looking for an artist, though. So if there's anybody out there that uh, does primarily like steampunk kind of stuff, um, a lot of our story is going to utilize steampunk kind of weaponry and gadgets and stuff. So uh, if anybody out there knows somebody that does that kind of art and can do sequential stuff or does that kind of art themselves, please reach out to us, uh, comicalpodcast at gmail.com. Um, I'd love to read your portfolio, look over it. And uh, see if you're a good fit, because we're, we're shopping now. And just so y'all know, he won't even hire me, and I have the best stick figure in the game. I'm just saying. But okay. <laughs> yeah, we need a little more than stick figures. <laughs> this is going to look professional by the time we're done. <laughs> but anyways, uh, patreon.com slash comical podcast. Support us if you can. We really appreciate it. And uh, we, like I said, we did send out the first batch of those rewards, so we got a few more to go out uh, later this week, I think. Woo-hoo! Uh, alternatively, cafepress.com slash comical podcast. You can buy all kinds of merchandise. We have t-shirts and hats and mouse pads and dog t-shirts and keychains. And uh, pretty soon we're going to have a unitard. With horse nipples. With horse nipples. Sure. <laughs> what does that even look like? Are they I like don't big know. and saggy? <laughs> They're like built into it, just hang down? No, they're just going to poke out through the straps. Yeah, you'd like that, wouldn't you? Oh, wow. Because <laughs> you always keep on telling me, it must be cold in here. <laughs> all right, tassels. Nice. <laughs> tassels not included. <laughs> But anyways, you can buy some cool comical merch, and we do have some new designs coming soon. I've just been really busy and have not had time to finish those up. So keep a lookout. They'll be out there soon. Hey, I understand. You know, you and I have both been hit pretty hard in this yeah. last couple of months. Yeah, it's been a rough end of the year, beginning of the year, but I'm, I'm feeling pretty good about 2016 so far. Okay. All righty. You're going to keep telling the truth. I'm, I'm, yeah. If I felt like it was shitty, I'd tell you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So moving on, it's time for everybody's favorite segment, Tell Me a Funny Story. And I'm glad it's not my turn. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this is the most recent funny thing that's happened to me. Back at the beginning of January, I drove up to Austin to visit one of my friends, an uh, old coworker of both of ours. And on the way there, I decided to stop at Whataburger to get some breakfast. Yeah. So I'm sitting in the drive-thru. Whataburger, who we hope will sponsor us in the near future. Oh, I'd love for Whataburger to be sponsored. I know, right? We eat enough Whataburger that we should have stock in the damn thing. I, I swear. I, <laughs> I had Whataburger last night. Uh, I had it for breakfast this morning. <laughs> That's what I'm drinking right now. So anyways, I pull up to the window, and it's not super busy, but there's enough cars that they're doing two lanes. Okay. Because like, they have a, a lane A, which is actually out the window, and a lane B, 
where like some poor schmuck has to walk out there and get your money and then come back in and then walk back out and take your food and all that kind of stuff. Gotcha. Lane A for assholes, lane B for bitches. I'm good. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. So lane B, the person that was there, gave them a 20. And the guy comes in and and puts it in the cash register and pulls out the change, which is like $14. Uh Two fives, four ones, and like 10 cents or something. Okay. And they put it on the the ledge of the windowsill and then go about their business. Uh Uh-huh. Well, this is one of those windows that like automatically opens when you trigger it. Right. So it's a super windy day, and the door the door to the windows open, and oh, the cash blows straight out and starts blowing around the parking lot. And uh, there's some poor guy out there cleaning all the windows. Uh-huh. And I was like, "Hey man, uh, you may want to grab that cash for the for the guy because it just blew out the window." And he looks and he's like, "Oh shit!" So he starts pounding on the window, and the guy comes and he's like, "What?" And he's like, "This money's blowing away. Come help me catch it." So two more guys come out there. So there's three guys running around the parking lot. Chasing fourteen dollars <laughs> as it blows in the wind and it's going all different directions and they're, you know, scrambling like trying to catch it, bending over and you know it's going everywhere. Your first rule is you step on it so you don't have to <laughs> bend over and miss it like an idiot. I'm surprised they caught it all. They've never gone to Mardi Gras. You bend down, you I mean, step on it first. The one one of the bills made it all the way to the end of the parking lot. It was about to blow out into the the highway. So was it the ten? <laughs> I don't know which one it was. It was Why too were you far not away. out of your car going to get it? <laughs> what is it like? Cash money grab? Where you get in the box and like the money blows up? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, but they, they gathered it all up, and they took it over to the lady and gave it to her. And she, I, mean, I could see her face, and she was just cracking up. Like, she was going to get her money no matter what. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Did you not record this? I, I didn't. Again, I should have. Uh. But even funnier than that, Uh-oh. while all of this is going on, some old man had gone inside and gotten a coffee. And he was walking to his car, and he has to pass by all these guys that are running around. Uh-huh. And he's watching them and not paying attention. You know, So he walks up to his car. He puts his coffee on top, and he opens the door, and he's, like, kind of watching them. And then he gets in his car and leaves his coffee on top. Okay. And then he backs out, but he backs out, like, like they finish picking up the stuff, and then he backs out super fast uh-huh. and slams on his brakes he remembers his coffee, and he goes flying backwards through the air and slams into the windshield of the woman. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> coffee goes everywhere. Karma. And I was just like, this is like a comedy of errors. How does this stuff keep happening? Like, every How was your phone not out after the money incident? It should have been. Huh. It should have been. But I swear to God, everywhere I go, I see like the weirdest shit happen. I know. And then you go to Whataburger with your friends sometimes, and you sit there, and the woman giving you the food through the thing is kind of rude. And then your friend next to you goes, that's a huge bitch. And you claim she heard you, but she didn't. Yeah, and then I get a spit burger. That <laughs> was like a year and a half ago. Still bringing it up. Because <laughs> it came up as a memory on Facebook. That's a huge bitch. I tried to get you back, though. You, I could tell you were at Whataburger one time, and uh, I, was, I was on the speakerphone in your car. Uh-huh. Cause like I knew I was talking to you, and you pulled up to the drive-thru, and you were ordering, and I started screaming, extra pickles, extra pickles. <laughs> yeah, it didn't work. I know. You turned me down before they hurt That's me. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> but I tried. I you tried tried. to get you a bunch of extra pickles on your burger. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> it's all about that pickle, huh? Yeah, well, I know you like them. What? No, I do not like pickles. <laughs> Hashtag the dill pickle. Remember that? Dill pickle, yep. <laughs> Anyways, that's my funny story. That's good. It was pretty funny. It- most recent thing that's happened to me. But you know what? Even though the funny story to happen at Whataburger, the food is amazing. Yeah, it is. It was voted the number one uh, fast food chain in the U.S. Yes, it was. I told you that. Well, Stop stealing my thunder. Facebook told me that. <laughs> <laughs> I stole it from Facebook. I know you did. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for your funny stories. You're welcome. I still don't know why you're out there chasing that money. You could have, like, did you have your food already when it has happened or were you still waiting? It blew out while I was waiting for my food, and I think they handed me my food while they were still running around. See, I'd have, I'd have grabbed my food real quick, hopped in the car, rolled the windows down, and took off, and let the, the money fly into my window, got it, and gone. <laughs> I'd have gotten dinner and money. Physics are on your side, or what? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'd use my... 
<laughs> that would be incredibly lucky if even one bill flew through your window. Hey, one dollar is one dollar. Sure. One dollar donated to our Patreon. <laughs> I, I'd like to go to that Whataburger again, though, and I think my I think they'd remember me. Yeah, they would. <laughs> cool, man. Yeah. All right, let's move on. Um, so this past week, DC ran a special uh, about... Well, they did two, actually. They did one about Legends of Tomorrow, and they did one about the mar- the movies that are coming out. Hi, everybody. I'm your friend, Kevin Smith, right here to talk to you about it right now. You watched uh, that one, right? Of course. Dude, I was so freaking pumped. I was ready to jump out of my seat and start running around <laughs> thinking I was Batman. Kevin Smith has a way of just exciting me, man. Yeah. I mean, he just has that voice. Uh, he's talking to Jeff Johns. And they were talking about the, you know, the, the new shows and the new movies. And the enthusiasm, man, is just like, it's just, I don't know, man. I was doing like the, uh, the freaking collector in the Guardians, you know. <laughs> oh man uh, you talk I can't even talk about it I was just like uh. <laughs> well they talked about of course Batman vs Superman and they talked about Suicide Squad and they showed a new trailer for Suicide Squad um, which I thought was actually really good like that was the best thing in the show for me I liked it but uh, the Wonder Woman thing just like whoa. yeah that, that was the other amazing thing was that they finally showed Wonder Woman uh, at least some some clips from it and you get to see her both as Diana Prince and as Wonder Woman. And as Wonder Woman, she actually looks great. You can see her doing some fighting. She's doing like little kicks and jumping around and stuff. Um, and as Diana Prince, she's going like on a date with Batman. And she looks really elegant. And um, I just thought it was really well done. Mm-hmm. Uh, it kind of looks like Captain America, some of the fight scenes. But but the biggest news that whole thing, did you see Horsicles? No, I didn't see him. He was in the movie. He was. Yes, Wonder Woman was riding him. I, I did see Wonder Woman riding a horse. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's amazing, dude. I am so excited for Wonder Woman. I didn't think I'd ever be so pumped about Wonder Woman, but yeah, I am. And I think Gail Gadot's going to do a great job. Uh, I will see that movie when it comes out, and I'll be taking my wife because she's a big Wonder Woman fan. So that's the one superhero movie she'll actually go to oh, the Midnight she, Show for? No, she'll, yeah, probably. But she may go see Batman Superman knowing how much of a big homer I am on Batman. At the Midnight Show? Oh, yeah. I might be able to talk into that one. Okay. But Wonder Woman, definitely. Yeah. She won't go see the Suicide Squad. Really? No. Even with your love of Harley? You're a bigger Harley homer than Batman. Yeah, I am, but she won't go with that one. I don't think she likes it. I don't think she really... She knows Harley, but I don't think she knows much of the backstory than the other people. She knows the Joker, but... Well, I don't think it, most people do, so... I don't, know, I don't think I can get in for that one. Uh, Wonder Woman's probably the one. Hmm. If I'm lucky, Batman, but maybe not. Well, the special was pretty cool. I mean, it did, it did show a lot of really interesting things. They showed some close-ups of some of the props... Uh, they kind of explain the Joker a little bit and what his role is going to be in Suicide Squad. He's not exactly the main villain, and he's not exactly part of the team, which we already kind of suspected. Yeah. It looks like he's going to end up being something that uh, just kind of lends to Harley's backstory because she's going to be one of the main focal points of the movie. Um, and then, of course, we got to see some stuff about Green Lantern, some stuff about Flash, some stuff about Cyborg. Um, it looks like the Green Lantern Corps movie is going to happen, which I think is pretty cool. I think it's going to be better if they finally get the right person to be Green Lantern. Well, it'll be the whole core. It won't just be Hal Jordan on Earth. I think, because of how they did Batman and Superman, how they're doing Wonder Woman, uh, I think they're going to get it right. I think this may be finally a Green Lantern core movie that's going to actually be halfway decent. Dude, how about Mogo shows up? I'm going to like, fall out my chair. <laughs> <laughs> There's definitely a lot of potential there. And you know they don't have to do Hal Jordan. They could certainly do Guy Gardner or John Stewart or Kyle Rayner even if they oh, wanted no, to. No, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Guy Gardner would be the way to go. Or John Stewart. I think John Stewart could be just as interesting and maybe even the better way for them to go just to add a little bit of diversity to it. I mean, they're, they're already doing some gender-swapping stuff or some mm-hmm. race-swapping stuff with uh, Marvel. I wouldn't be surprised if DC follows suit. So uh, I can certainly see John Stewart being the lead in the Green Lantern Corps movie. Okay. I think that would be kind of cool. Um, the little bit we saw of Cyborg looks pretty cool, too. 
the, the concept art. I mean, mm-hmm. we, didn't, we didn't really see any footage or anything, just a lot of concept art. The one thing that looked completely and totally uninteresting to me was the Flash. Which would you think would be super stoked about, but yeah, you're right. Because I think that no matter what they do, even if it's a good movie, even if it's well cast, we're still going to compare it to the TV series. And Grant Gustin is just... He's Barry Allen. Yeah, yes. But, you know, he came out in support of the new guy who's going to play the Flash. He did come out, and he said, you know, don't discount this guy just because everybody likes me as the character, which, you know, is noble of him. But I still feel like people can't watch it without comparing it to the two. Yeah. And even if Ezra Miller or whatever his name is does a good job, I'm still going to think of Grant Gustin as Barry Allen. Yeah, very true. It's like we talked about the Arrow as well. Mm-hmm. I think, and finally, I mean, it's going to be finally we're going to get a DC movie. Finally. Yeah. And it's going to start off with Batman and Superman. And I'm just like, yes, finally. Now, I hope DC does a damn good job with it because then they'll be like, you know, the wait was worth it. If it sucks, man, I, I feel for them. But I don't think it's going to suck. I don't think it's going to suck either. Um, I hope that more, more so even than Batman and Superman, I hope that Suicide Squad does really well. Just like I hope that Deadpool does really well. Because if those two movies are successful, it opens the door for a lot more mature superhero movies or, or supervillain movies or... Whatever. Deadpool is totally different. Deadpool is going to make money and it's going to be great. Ryan Reynolds is like, we've talked about this. He is Deadpool. And all this stuff we see with him doing these stupid trailers left and right, the Halloween crap, this, and the we think we saw the Australia thing. Dude, seriously, there's no way in hell Deadpool is not going to be great. And It's not really about it being great. I know it's going to be a great movie. It has to sell well. People have to show up to see it. And it's a rated R movie and it's a superhero movie and it's you know violent and vulgar and all that kind of stuff. Which is not everybody's cup of tea. People that love Deadpool and, and love this kind of humor need to go out there and watch the movie two or three times and support it with their dollar because if, if the studio execs see that this kind of movie has a market, then we'll start getting things like Justice League Dark and things like a Lobo movie would be possible. Like there, There's a lot of edgy, darker, you know, way more heavy or even way more comedic movies that could be geared towards adults that... These are the feelers. These are the first two movies that are coming out to see if there's even a market for that. You know, last week I complained about people talking about they want a PG Deadpool movie, you know, and I think we've even seen more that's more steam gathering on that. Uh, it's still the, bullshit. Because <laughs> the woman wanted her kids to see it. Yeah. <laughs> My nephew. My nephew told his mother the other day, I want to see Deadpool. I'm like, oh, man. I said, he, I told, Eva goes, I don't think so. And I said, yeah, it's going to be kind of violent. I said, but there's rumors, you know. And so I can kind of see it now because now it's affecting my family. I guess I could see it wouldn't be for us. It'd be like maybe the time that Deadpool teamed up with Spider-Man on the cartoon on Fox. That would be maybe along the lines. That might be kind of funny. I just... But no, it has to be... I mean, I'm, I think if they bend to that, then it completely ruins the integrity of the movie. Oh. Don't you? Yeah, I guess I could see that. And it, it completely ruins what they're trying to accomplish by opening the door for adult only. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Are you right on that, brother? I give it to you. So, I mean... I take it. I, I really <laughs> hope that they don't open a PG-13 version of the film as well as an R-rated version because I think that's just really detrimental to the cause. <laughs> Maybe they do a cartoon. They could certainly do a cartoon Deadpool movie, and I hope they do. I mean, I'm all for more Deadpool stuff because I, I love him in all forms, but this movie, the way it's written and the way it's acted and the way it's designed is supposed to be for adults, and I love that. A Lobo movie, you say? We'll get to that. <laughs> we'll get to that. How about a Midnighter movie? Uh, so the other special that they aired was the Legends of Tomorrow special. Did you watch that one? Saw bits and pieces of it. I didn't get to see the show because my DVR acted up kind of funny, so I got to catch it on the fly again. Okay. But when I did see, who doesn't love Captain Cold? He's going to steal the show, man. He's already stealing the show. He, really? I, I watched the first episode. Okay, um, I'm going to kind of tune you out. I'm, gonna listen I, to I'm, the, not gonna, I'm not going to go into specifics. Okay. okay? Uh, I'll talk about each character a little bit. Though. Okay. 
Um, Hot girl. <laughs> Hot girl is definitely the worst character in the group. Uh, I still don't like her as an actress. She doesn't pull it off. She's not believable at all. Um, definitely the weakest link. Okay. Rip Hunter was better than I expected him to be. He's definitely just stealing from Doctor Who, like the whole Doctor Who Time Lords thing. Oh God! In this in this show, they're called Time Masters. <laughs> but the uh, the premise of the Time Masters is basically the same as the Doctor Who people. So I, I don't love that, but it's forgivable because the group, the cast of characters that follows Rip Hunter into this adventure is so diverse and so charming and interesting that I think it makes up for it. You say charming? I did. Uh, <laughs> Adam is actually really charming. He's the funny one in the group. Adam from The Green Arrow. Yeah. yeah he's, he's cracking jokes, and he's really lighthearted and just really enthusiastic that he gets to travel through time, and like that's something that nobody's ever gotten to do. Now, how cool is it for him that he got to play Superman, didn't do a bad job, but he really wasn't Superman, but he's definitely the Adam. Yeah, he's definitely the Adam. He's such a perfect fit. Brandon Ruth? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm loving him in Legends Tomorrow. I think he's going to be one of the show stealers in that, okay. that particular show. Uh, he's really funny. Um, the Firestorm duo, they still haven't worked out all the kinks. You know, you got um, the, the doctor, the and- doctor, and then the young mechanic guy, who they just recruited. Uh, there's definitely some tension there, which I think we're going to see more as the show unfolds. It's not bad, just I don't think it's where it needs to be yet with those two. I got you. Uh, Captain Cold and Heatwave <laughs> are perfect. They're the best things in the show. They're both the same characters they are in Arrow. Captain Cold is so deadpan in his delivery about everything. He knows he's right. He's the biggest arrogant asshole on the planet. And Heat Wave's just the muscle. He just walks around like, fuck this, I'll burn it all down. Don't, yeah, no. <laughs> don't talk to me like that. I'll kick your ass. Like The two of them and White Canary, uh, Katie Loss's character, coming back to life and joining uh-huh. up with them. The, three, the group of the three of them, because they all are killers. They're all the kind of people that just do what they want and don't really care what everybody thinks. Yeah. They're hilarious together. Um, I could... I can, completely forget about everybody else in the show and just watch a show about the three of them. And I think it would be hilarious. Uh, they, they all three steal the show. Hawkman. Hawkman's okay. The story is centered around Vandal Savage. who's the main nemesis of Hawkgirl and Hawkman. And they do a pretty good job with Vandal Savage showing him in the future and stuff. Vandal Savage was a badass on arrow. He was a badass on arrow. And he's, he seems like an even, even bigger badass here. Hawkgirl and Hawkman are still doing the whole, I don't remember things. They'll and, die soon. Uh, you know, <laughs> in this first episode, they travel back in time and get to meet some relatives of a former life that the two of them had, which is really weird. And Hawkman does an okay job acting it. Uh-huh. Hawkgirl is terrible again. Like, she just really doesn't sell anything she's trying to put out Sucking there. Sucking the will. <laughs> yeah, she sucks the air out of the room. Like, she's just not a good actress. Does Hawkman have his mace? He does have his mace. How about his glove? Uh, I didn't see the glove, but I did see the mace in one in okay. one frame. Cool. Um, overall, though, I think the show's pretty good. I give it a B. Nice. Well, you know, Captain Cold and Heatwave there, they starred together in another show beforehand, so they have like, chemistry together anyway. They were in yeah. prison break, so they're really good. That was the one thing, though. Uh, somebody that's never watched Arrow or Flash and tries to watch this show is going to be really fucking confused because they give, like, little bitty snippets of stuff. Like, Rip Hunter, they show him going around and recruiting everybody, but they don't really explain how Firestorm works. They don't really show that. They touch on the fact that White Canary came back to life, but they don't explain any of that. Like, they have one scene with her talking to Laurel Lance, and it's kind of very surface-y. Uh-huh. Like, everything's very surface-y, but they don't really go into any kind of explanation about who these characters are or where they're coming from. So only a comic book person... Or would, somebody that's been watching the shows... Would understand. Would understand. I don't think this is a great show for new watchers to jump onto. Huh, my young boy, he loves it. He uh, He's so excited to see it. And my young son, he's uh, big into comics now. He loves Flash. Watched Arrow. He made fun of Arrow yesterday because we caught it on a DVR. Mm-hmm. And uh, like I told you, Legends of Tomorrow, 
right, we're going to try to catch it again. We only got bits and pieces of it. So he's kind of disappointed because he wanted to see it. Because he, like you, loves Captain Cold and loves uh, the, free, the fire guy. And, heat wave. Uh, heat wave. But he kind of likes Firestorm a little bit. But he preferred him back when he was with Ronnie. Yeah, I liked Ronnie better too. But, you know, they got to move the story along. So I That's understand. True. It's it's good. It's good. It's worth cool. checking out. So give it a B. So if Hot Girl wasn't there, what would you give it then? Uh, it'd probably be a lot higher, actually. Nice. <laughs> like an A minus. You no suck, Hot Girl. Die. <laughs> Dropped it a whole letter grade. Damn. <laughs> you know, you keep on saying Rip Hunter. I don't know why. Rip Asser keeps on coming to my head. I have no idea why. <laughs> nice. Well, like I said, if you're a fan of the other two movies, you should check it out. So does Constantine show up? No, Constantine. Come on. Um, he's supposed to appear in a, a, a later season, though. Because oh. be, each season is going to be like a new team. Right. So season two or season three, Constantine could be a part of it. Same guy? Yeah. Yeah, Matt Ryan or whatever his name yeah. is. That dude's amazing. Yeah, he's really good. There was one other thing, uh, going back to the TV special where he was talking about the movies. Yeah. Apparently there was a scene that got cut that Kevin Smith talked about um, where him and Jeff Johns were discussing the possibility of a multiverse and the crossover between the cinematic universe and the TV universe. And Jeff Johns didn't discount it. He didn't say that it was impossible. He said that there's actually been a lot of talk about doing that sort of thing. So that got cut from the actual thing that got aired on TV. Uh-huh. But just the fact that it's out there and that there's a possibility of seeing Stephen Amell or Barry Allen, Grant Gustin show up in the cinematic universes is kind of exciting. That's cool. But that also means they could go to other worlds. Yeah. We could see the syndicate. Oh, we certainly could. Oh, the owl man. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Oh, God. Major wedgie. I know. <laughs> Wait a minute. Major boner. <laughs> Wrong thing. <laughs> what? <laughs> You're going to give yourself a wedgie over it? Uh, <laughs> I'm beating myself up. Oh, man. That's, that's exciting. That is pretty exciting. Anyways, uh, let's move on to this week's comics, movie, and TV news. I'm such a nerd. Quite a bit to go over. So what do you want to talk about first? I want to talk about movies. You already got We'll talk comics last. I want to hear movies and TV. <laughs> All right. So movies. Uh, Danny Trejo. Came out this week. Machete! Uh, he's apparently pushing for a Lobo movie to get made, and he would really like to star as Lobo. There you go, man. There's your Lobo. Wait a minute. He'd be Fat Lobo, he'd wouldn't he? He'd be Fat Lobo, yeah. He's going to be hooking. <laughs> <laughs> I, I th- actually think Danny Trejo would be a great Lobo. I think that's the only time I really probably would enjoy Fat Lobo was uh, we, Danny Trejo. We watched the, uh, the Lobo fan film or whatever uh, that uh, George was talking about last week, the uh-huh. Ash versus Lobo DC thing. It, it, it was okay. There's some some funny moments in there. Um, the characters looked really good. The the makeup yeah. and stuff was great. Like that Lobo looked really good. The voice was a little bit too weak. over the top. I, I think it was maybe. Weak. <laughs> um, but Danny Trejo, I think, looking that way, yeah, I think he could pull it off well, <laughs> very well. How, how about the the pics of Danny Trejo with uh, the Princess Leia buns? <laughs> <laughs> if they made a skinny Lobo movie, who who would you want him to cast though? Like the current iteration of Lobo. I don't know. I'm thinking of Mel. Robbie. Mel? No, Robbie. Oh, Robbie. Well, he's already played like two characters. Yeah, but he's got that pretty boy look. I don't think he's tall enough or lanky enough to pull oh, how it about, off. How about Wolf Boy? Wolf Boy? Taylor Lautner. He's not a bad choice. Uh, I mean, obviously, Twilight's a piece of shit, but... He's a little too brown, though, and he's a little bit whiter. <laughs> well, Danny Trejo's as brown as he is. Like, I mean, it's all going to be white face paint and stuff. That's true. It's white face. <laughs> <laughs> nice! <laughs> wow! What does, what does it matter? Uh, yeah, who would you choose? I actually think Tom Hiddleston would be like an amazing Lobo. Loki? Like a skinny Lobo, yeah. Like if he was going to switch and, and play a DC character, I think he'd be great at that. Man, that'd be pretty interesting. Because the, the current Lobo is kind of suave, but he's also like ruthless as fuck. And I think Tom could do that really well. Like, he's got some real acting chops. How about the guy that plays Crossbones on Captain America? No, he's too, he's too bulky. Too bulky? Too bulky. We need somebody lanky. 
Oh, well, uh, Ashton Kutcher. <laughs> no. He's not badass enough. <laughs> You've all been punked. <laughs> no, okay, well, let's move on. Uh, next piece of movie news. Uh, Joseph McGinty Nichols, who's affectionately known as McGee, uh, he's the guy that directed Charlie's Angels. Uh, he's in talks to direct the Masters of the Universe reboot movie from Sony. <laughs> it can't be another one like before, will it? <laughs> it's got the cream slime on the leg. <laughs> if he's in charge, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> another He-Man movie to tweet about. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I'm just really excited that they're trying to revive this. I mean, it's one of my favorite properties of all time. Do a little bit different. Can I get some Captain Hiss? King Hiss? Whatever. <laughs> change his name. Captain Hiss. <laughs> man, what is with you and wanting to change people's titles? I don't know. Hey, man, there's gender swapping. I can change names. Okay. King Hissa? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think a He-Man movie would be badass right about now. I think it would, too. And I hope that, regardless of how they do it, they end up using the traditional henchmen. Like, I really want to see Merman, Beastman, Trapjaw, Triclops, and Evil Lynn I mean, and can you imagine cast. with... The stuff we have now, how amazing that could be. Oh, yes. A He-Man movie right now could be totally badass. It really could. And it could turn a whole new generation onto those characters. I mean, of course, we're going to see lots of good guys. But I hope that they get the bad guys right and they don't do another Sarad. Mechanic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, there's so many cool people in the He-Man mythos. and the whole He-Man So be true to the story. I really hope they try to keep it true to the original comics and the original cartoons. As long as He-Man ain't walking around with a damn cape, I'm okay. Uh, that, that, I think that's forgivable. He doesn't need the cape. It doesn't have to be. It's got to be bulked up. It man. depends if he's the king already, right? Nah, man. I want to like the cartoon series, you know? Where he's he, just the hero. He's the prince right now. And his now. dad's still around. I, I would rather see it that way, too, but I could also see them doing the King He-Man story. They're going to do the Christmas special live action. I'd love that, too. Ah, ah. <laughs> I don't like to be good. <laughs> All right, moving on. Deadpool released an Australia Day trailer. Oh, yeah. We watched that right before we uh, came on to do with the show. He was talking to BK. <laughs> that, that is exactly that is that is the most perfect portrayal of a live action Deadpool I've ever seen. I mean, we've seen the other trailers where he's kicking ass and you know making jokes and stuff, but this is Deadpool just sitting on a couch talking to a camera, wishing everybody a happy Australia Day, and getting confused by things in the room and completely losing track of what he was saying. And the delivery was just perfect. And that's exactly how I imagine Deadpool being. If you're trying to have a conversation with him, he's freaking out about the hat he was wearing the whole time. It had marshmallows on it? <laughs> he's like, what is this? He thinks it's bees. And then he's like, oh, this is what you people wear. What the fuck? How do you get on my head? <laughs> I thought I was being attacked by bees. <laughs> That's a perfect representation of how I imagine Deadpool in real life. Just completely scatterbrained and, and ridiculous. And I loved it. I'm sorry. I was seeing him, but I was thinking BK was doing the talking. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Sit around, have a lodgy. <laughs> I miss you, BK. It was really good. Yeah, Deadpool's going to be awesome. I'm telling you, it's going to be amazing. All the promotional stuff has just been genius. Like, the marketing team behind Deadpool is flat out killing it. And if this movie is not successful, I don't know how that's even possible. Turd Wranglers. Yeah. <laughs> the PG-13ers are going to ruin it for Oh, everybody. nice. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so moving on. Evan Parks, who plays Quicksilver in the X-Men movies, uh, he's confirmed that Magneto is going to be Quicksilver's dad in the X-Men Apocalypse movie. Oh, so this is the funny, goofy Quicksilver. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that's awesome. You know, we've had the retcon in the main comic series where Magneto is not the... <laughs> you are not the father, Magneto. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what is this, Maury? <laughs> uh, instead, they're they're inhumans. That's the whole thing. Um, I, I kind of like the traditional story, though, that Magneto is the dad because there's so much that's been written over the years where Magneto is the dad. 
And to just completely dismiss all that, I think is unfair to the, the people that aren't familiar with those storylines. Well, we know who plays Magneto. Yeah. What's his name again? Fastbender. That's right. Long Snake Man. <laughs> <laughs> so Quicksilver should be happy. <laughs> sure. Genetically. <laughs> He's a mutant. Shame. <laughs> He's a mutant. Shame. <laughs> uh, if you don't know what Miguel's talking about, there's a movie called Shame where Fastbender walks around naked quite a bit. Oh, <laughs> he loves it. No, <laughs> he's a mutant. <laughs> uh, so moving on. No, but he he makes a really good Magneto. He's a ruthless mother. He's really good in that role. Yeah, and he he's you know Evan Parks is really good as Quicksilver. Oh yeah, so. he is. I think he's freaking hilarious. Way better than the other guy. Hey, <laughs> I like this portrayal of it too. He needs to, he needs to remain as kick ass. I think kick ass. Yeah, he's way better as kick ass. Okay, Quicksilver. <laughs> um, so Star Wars Episode Eight has been pushed back. Yeah, I heard. Uh, it's getting released on December 15th, 2017, due to rewrites after the fan reaction to Episode 7. What do you think? They're changing it? Somebody got it right? Uh, or somebody I, didn't? Some people got it right, and they didn't like it, and they were booing it, and then they were, oh, we better change this. I don't know if it has anything to do with that. I think it has more to do with the characters they introduced. I think that something bad was supposed to happen to one of the fan-favorite characters, and they're going to go back and, and change it so that doesn't happen. So shit was going to happen to Ray. They introduced four characters that everybody loves, so I'm pretty sure one of them was not meant to make it through episode two, and now they're having to rewrite the back half of the story. So you think he probably Ray or Finn? Finn was actually the one that ended up being least important by the end of episode seven, right? So you think Finn's going to get it? I think originally Finn was supposed to get it from Poe. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about all that. I mean, there's, there's a lot of discussion about Sorry, that. Well. I just I could help myself. <laughs> Dude, maybe Star Troop- Stormtrooper with the uh, the badass sword. TR-8R. <laughs> yeah. Traitor. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm just excited. I'm excited, too. I, I loved Episode 7. I can't wait for Episode 8. Uh, and also, some other movies moved around, too. Okay. Uh, because Episode 8 vacated its uh, original spot, Pirates of the Caribbean moved to take it. Wow, that may take. And because Pirates <laughs> moved to take that, Spider-Man moved to take Pirate's spot. Nice. So the first reboot of Spider-Man is going to come out July 17th, 2017. Okay. So a little bit of shuffling, but I'm okay with it all. And when does Jack Sparrow come out, mate? Uh, I'm not sure on the date on that one, actually. (laughs) You've had enough of Jack Sparrow? I have had enough of Jack Sparrow. Oh, yeah, ho, ho. (laughs) (laughs) I love love Pirates. The The first two are just great. Three's okay. Four was not good at all. (laughs) Maybe he's going to do it better this time. Maybe so. I just, I feel like... uh, that's the role he was born to play. Like he's a great Jack Sparrow, but he can't play any of the roles since he became Jack Sparrow. <laughs> like, he, every other role, you get little glimpses of Jack Sparrow and his other characters. So it's unfortunate. All right, man. <laughs> All right. So moving on, DC released logos for the upcoming movies. Uh, we've got Wonder Woman, Flash, Green Lantern, and Cyborg logos out there now. Okay. They all look pretty cool. Cool. Did you see them? No. no you should go out there and check them out. They they look pretty good. All right. And, of course, the Suicide Squad logo. Oh, nice. Yeah. And that's it for movies. TV! TV. Uh, we should have talked about this one last week. Fox has ordered an Exorcist pilot based on William Peter Blasey's uh, 1971 novel, which was also the basis for the movie. Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that shit. You don't think you'd watch an Exorcist? Fuck uh, that. I ain't watching that shit. Really? I, don't need, I don't need to be shaking and shit rumbling around in my house and be running down like George scared shitless. <laughs> yeah, it was made just for George. I know, right? <laughs> nah, I take that back. You know I'm going to watch that shit because my wife loves shit like that. Yeah. I think that it's how can you do too it? much at the same time because we got Outcast coming out, we got this coming out, we That's got probably why it's coming, coming out. out. There's there's too many like devil TV series. Should be should be happy. 
<laughs> it certainly could be interesting. I wish it was a different network than Fox. It'll get canceled. Honestly, it's probably not going to make it beyond season one, but whatever. Who's in the shot? No info yet. Oh. They just ordered the pilot. Some McGlow. Uh, but you want to know who's in things? Uh, Supergirl casting. You bastards! <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I've been catching up on Supergirl, and I have to say, yes, I still I do like the show. You, I, fi- you finally watched it, huh? I'm, I'm like down to like three le- episodes left, and it's I really like it. I really do. Yeah, and she can't throw a punch. <laughs> she can't throw a punch. You know? But she's actually really good as the character, and the show's pretty fun. Mm-hmm. You know, it's almost as fun as Flash. So. Yeah, it's a fun show. So what do you got? Who's casted now? Uh, so Daniel DiMaggio has been cast as a young Cal L. Um, oh, she's going to go back to Krypton and like a, a vision or something where she's going to meet Kal-El when he's still a kid okay, or something. And uh, this is going to be the guy that's playing him. That's, okay. that's it for Supergirl casting. Okay. Then, uh, last week we mentioned that uh, Jonah Hex is going to be in Legends tomorrow. Uh-huh. They ended up casting that actor too. And that is Jonathan Shaich, who I'm not familiar with, but uh, he's going to be playing Jonah Hex. Interesting. Okay. And that's it for TV. So comics. Yes. Scott Snyder is leaving Batman this summer. We know this. When it moves to a bi-monthly schedule. Huh. You knew he was leaving? No, I thought, we, oh, I thought him, and, oh, him and Capullo run have been as done. Yeah, Capullo left, but now we know Scott Snyder's leaving as well. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. So uh, Snyder's moving to Detective Comics. Okay. Uh, because DC has a plan for what they want to do for the main Batman title, but if he goes to Detective, he has a lot more free reign to kind of do what he wants with the character. So he can tell like more interesting stories that he wants to tell. And he should. Yeah, I, mean, I agree. To me, he is Batman. Well, he's not actually Batman. You know what I mean. <laughs> he He's the definitive Batman writer of the last five years, for sure. And Capullo's the man. Yeah, they're both great. So I'm, I'm okay with that. Uh, I read Detective as well, so I'd, I'd like to see what he does with the character when he moves over there. Mm-hmm. DC also released a promo image that says Rebirth, in, as far as part of their like free comic book day promotional Fuck stuff. Fuck DC, I heard about this bullshit. They're going to start this shit all over again. We're going to start all over the newer, newer 52. People are speculating that it is the signal of the end of the new 52 and the next reboot. See, man. It could not be, though. It could be related to a specific character or something. No, I saw something else somewhere on the internet earlier talking about a reboot, reboot, reboot. New 50, the newer, newer 52 is what somebody was calling it because they were so pissed off. That's some shit. That doesn't mean that that's for sure what it's going to be because it's, it's fan man? speculation. God damn it. What happened to the days when they used to get up to 375, 400, 500, shoot 500 of a run? Well, they're still doing better than Marvel. Marvel has an all new and then they're like all new, all different. <laughs> Marvel's had like five reboots in the last five years. Can we get to the point where it runs like it used to back in the day? How they would get up to 375 to 200 and something? I don't think that the companies want to because it affects sales. People don't like jumping in at issue 14 or issue 100. People want to jump in at issue one. So we're going to do 60, stop, and start over again. That's pretty much what the trend's going to be for a while. But the people who have been buying comics like you and me, who have been into this for all our life, start to hate that shit because now you've made these others. They don't care about retaining customers because they already know that the majority of the customers they already have are going to keep reading regardless of what they do. They're going to bitch and complain about it, but they're not going to stop spending their money. What they want to do is bring in new customers. They want to bring in people that are watching the movies and the TV series and are getting an interest in comic books and go to the shop and say, oh, a number one, this is a great place to jump on. I mean, you can't, you can't deny that when you first got back into comics, you weren't looking for number ones. Because when you, you know, nobody wants to jump in at issue 27. You just don't. You want to find a number one and pick up from the beginning. If, if it's close enough to number one, if it's like number five or six or something, you can find the back issue. So that's usually okay. That's usually how it worked for me when I got back in. Uh, I completely understand their their marketing for that, but it is bullshit and it's certainly annoying for old time readers. Yeah, you shit on your people who have been supporting your ass for how many years now? 
Because they know that people love the characters. Just shit on it. It's like crack. They know, they know we're not going anywhere. <laughs> well, I'm going somewhere. Well, you're you're definitely in the minority there. People will keep reading. What <laughs> a bunch of shit. Yeah. Damn it, man. <laughs> uh, so moving on to Marvel news. Thunderbolts are coming back in March or April-ish. Uh, and it's being written by John Mallon and Jim Zub, who I know you're a big Jim Zub fan. Jim Zubby. <laughs> yeah, I am. Uh, that will be the only reason why I pick it up. Really, I don't just, like just because of him. I don't think I'm going to like it. I think you'll love it, actually. It's it's the old school Thunderbolts team. It's uh, Moonstone, The Fixer, Atlas, Mach 5, and it's being led by Winter Soldier. That's the only one I know. Well, just because you don't know him doesn't Winter mean Winter Soldier and Moonstone, that's it. That's the only two I know. I mean, if you'd read the old Thunderbolts runs, uh, there's a lot of really good stuff. Well, that's in back in the day when they didn't shit on us, so I, you know, I'm, I'm not one of <laughs> I'll just mess with you. Nah, yeah, I'll pick it up because it's up, but I, I'm interested. You know, I'll, I'll check it out. I'm pretty excited for it, actually. Um, you know, I, I loved the old Thunderbolts run, and I loved the newer Thunderbolts run where they had you know, the red team with mm-hmm. Red Hulk and, and Elektra and Deadpool and Venom and all that stuff. Like, that was really fun and definitely a more lighthearted approach to the uh, group. So this is a much darker approach. This is going back to the old roots where they're all just bastards and they're all cynical and they all just hate the world and they all want to kill everybody. Well, shit, I may love this book. I have a feeling you're really going to like this. So, uh, when does the first one come out? Uh, sometime in March or April. I'm pretty oh, excited about yeah. that. Hey, man, to me throwing out my love to Jim, he's going to get a restraining order against me. <laughs> Somehow I doubt that. <laughs> yeah, he don't know who I am. He doesn't know who you are. Uh, so we talked about Free Comic Book Day a little bit last week. Uh, it's May 7th this year. Uh, Marvel has released the promo images for their second free comic book day book, and it's going to be titled Dead No More. It's going to have two stories in it. The first is going to be the rebirth of Steve Rogers as Captain America. Hail to the yes. And the second one is unknown at this point. Hail to the no. (laughs) But some likely candidates to come back to life? Who can you think of? Peggy Carter. Uh, Well, she died of old age. (laughs) It's not really... (laughs) Well, shit. Who's dead? Wolverine for one. Oh God, you know he's coming back. There it is. There it is. Charles Xavier for two. They're coming back as a new death. <laughs> I actually think it's going to be Professor X uh, before I, Wolverine. Before Wolverine, he'll I, find a way to bring Wolverine back. I mean, there's been enough glimpses of Professor X in the last like six months. You don't want Wolverine back? I'm. I would really like to see things play out for a while with Old Man Logan filling Wolverine's spot. I like the older, even more cynical Wolverine that just. You know, is tired of living and feels responsible for killing all his friends. Like it's it's way more interesting than what Logan was before he went away. So you want Charles Xavier back? I didn't say I wanted him back, but I'm pretty sure that's what's going to be. I'm interested in the Steve Rogers thing, man. I am too. I'm, I mean, don't get me wrong. How are they, how's he going to get his mojo back? Somebody going to like you know inject him with it again or, or what? I don't know. Maybe the gun. What gun? The gun they used to kill him. Maybe somebody travels to like the original alternate star storyline and saves him from back in the original Civil War days, and that's what. Re- Probably. I hate that kind of crap, too. Maybe it'll be something new. Maybe Tony Stark figures something out. Maybe. But but don't get me wrong. I love the Falcon. I love him as Captain America. I have no problem with the Falcon at all. But I've just, I'm just a Steve Rogers guy. I've always been a Steve Rogers yeah, guy. Yeah, I, I, I like Steve Rogers as Cap better than Sam Wilson as Cap, for sure. I like him better hanging with Rogers. No. Yeah, I do, too. Um, you know, there's always the possibility that he just stumbles upon some cash that Nick Fury had. I mean, Nick Fury could come back, too. He's been gone for a while. That could be the next revival. <laughs> Which Nick Fury? Doesn't matter at this point. No. <laughs> After original sin. <laughs> oh God, dude, the Watcher's coming back. That could be possible too. There's a lot of major characters that have died in the last few years, so he'll be like, "What the hell, my eyes? <laughs> <laughs> I can't see, you bitches." <laughs> <laughs> nice. Anyways, that is it for uh, comics. All righty. 
So I want to remind everybody, if you enjoy the show, please follow us on our social media sites. Uh, on Facebook, we're facebook.com slash comicalpodcast. On Twitter, I am at comicalpodcast. I'm at comicalpodcast, too, and no matter what one says, I'm not addicted. Oh, you're definitely addicted. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you need to go to, like, TA meetings. <laughs> nice! <laughs> uh, also, don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes or Stitcher or SoundCloud. And if you listen to the show on either of those, please leave us a five-star review. We need as many as we can get. Yes. That's how more people discover the show. And uh, that's pretty much it. So you want to close this out, man? Keep on laughing, bitches. <laughs>